Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Time decisions begins now. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid. We're breaking it down. Dane Martinez is on the grid today. Ben Stevens is on the grid today. And, of course, uh, we're going to break it down with Dave Sharapan, as well as the raging redhead uh, Cam Stewart is off uh, this evening. We've got Dane Martinez in the house, who happens to be a New York Jet fan. So I look forward to Dane's take on the Sam Darnold uh, deal, although I guess it's not a shock that the Jets are going to have a new quarterback uh, this year. Uh, we've got countdown to tip off. Baylor getting four and a half. Total remains 159 and a half. FanDuel has some player props up uh, that we'll break down as well. How you doing, Dane? I'm doing well, man. How you feeling? We got three leagues of regular season action, a national champion to be crowned, and of course, we can still talk about the Jets. Lots to discuss, Gabe. How you feeling? Yeah, and Major League Baseball uh, going on right now. Blue Jays yeah. leading the Three Rangers. Three leagues, 5-1. man. Yeah. Uh, we got I just got in on this Cleveland Indians. I got in on the Cleveland Indians, man, in-game live. I got them in at plus 270, plus one and a half at plus 130. I like doing it at this point in the game. Duffy has like 80-something pitches. This is the point in time where I think we can get to the uh, bullpen. I like doing it a little bit early right now, so I'm on Cleveland on this comeback. Baltimore right now all the way up to nearly plus 200. Plus 198 against the Bronx Bombers uh, this evening. And I get it um, that the Yankees are going to be favorites when they play Baltimore all the time. But I'm not sure they should be this uh, big of a favorite, uh, Dane. It's a dangerous price to be laying. I think this is one of these games where I'm going to accept it if I lose. But I'm ready to pull the trigger on Baltimore at plus 198, man. I, I know people are going to think there's no way in hell they win again after sweeping the Red Sox. But baseball is a streaky sport. And it's just, I'm not betting against the Yankees per se. I'm betting against the number. No, I I hear what you're saying. And, you know, now that I've been doing in-game live a lot more, the way I would approach this game, I'm not laying that kind of number either. What I would do is see if in the first couple of innings, Baltimore gets out to a 1-2-0 lead. See if I can get a better number. If I do, great. I'll still have confidence in my Yanks to come back. But if not, I have to be okay with just letting it go for tonight. And I think that's the way I've been looking at approaching these because I'm not laying minus 180, minus 190, some of these dominants, especially early in the season especially in baseball all right so we'll break down all the baseball games uh we've got a ton i'm surprised actually that they're playing as many nba games as they are this evening considering it was an, it's a national championship normally the nba t- you know they won't take the night off dane but i swear usually there's only like one or two games or something but you notice they move them all early they're like all right, right. we'll play we'll, we'll get them all for the most part and they'll be wrapping up as the title game uh, start. So we have a full slate of NBA basketball. I've backed off the NBA a little bit for the most part over the last, especially since the tournament's been going on. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But the NBA is such a volatile league, man, at the best at times, <laughs> let alone when, when you have the, 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 the NCAA. And we did well uh, with the tournament. I can't wait for the playoffs uh, in the NBA, but regular season NBA betting is tricky right now, man. Very tricky. No. Listen, I completely agree with you. I've been saying the same things with Dave when he comes on on my shift on in-game live, whether it's this post-trading deadline. And we saw blowouts over the weekend, right? Gabe, margin of victory, yeah. 22, 23 points. Some of these teams are obviously mailing it a record. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. I am Gabe Oberheads. We're kicking it with Dave Martinez. The raging redhead Cam Stewart will return tomorrow. And don't worry, Cam's bag will be full. It's Masters Week. Uh, but it's countdown to the national championship. we got a full house here. It's me and Dane for the first hour. And then, of course, Dave Sharapan will step up and in uh, with us at 7 o'clock. Uh, ben Stevens in the 8 o'clock uh, hour. So we've got you covered. A lot of different perspectives and opinions uh, for tonight's national championship uh, game. So the point spread is 4.5. And, and the total is 159.5 in this game. Gonzaga, minus 200 on the money line. And there hasn't been any movement with the number, guys all day long, and there really hasn't been any movement with the player props either. Uh, we've got a Drew Timmy prop up over at FanDuel Dane. Over under 21 and a half points uh, for Timmy, and I'll tell you what, you look at Timmy, he has gone over this number in four of the five games, and the one game that he didn't was against Norfolk, which he didn't have to. It doesn't count. That's like an exhibition right. game, right? They were 33 and a half point favorites. That's an exhibition game. In the games that mattered, against Oklahoma, he scored 30. Against Creighton, he scored 22. Against USC, he scored 23. Against UCLA, he scores 25. They have a 21 and a half up on the board for him right now. And, you know, at first I looked, I'm like, yeah, I'd like it better if it was 18 and a half or something. But like I said, Dane, he has routinely gone over this number. Yeah, I, I think of the three Gonzaga guys, right, that they have prop bets for, Timmy, even though it's the highest one, he is the one that I think would be the surest bet. I think Gonzaga is more, uh, is excuse me, Baylor is better equipped to deal with a Kispert, deal with a Suggs, you know, with a guy like Mitchell. I think Timmy will ultimately kind of get his, and Baylor will scheme the other dudes out. I think Timmy, of the three, is the best. Timmy! Yeah, Timmy! Uh, kiss the sky, Timmy. Drew Timmy, so... Uh, three for five from the free throw line against UCLA. That's the key. You want to see him get to the line. He doesn't get to the line all that much. He got there four times against the Trojans, only three times against Creighton. But you have a total of a basketball game tonight, guys, in which it's 159 and a half points. So they're expecting a track meet, and we have the leading scorer on the best team. You know, he's going to get his as well. He's going to get his touches, uh, right? So... And as far as foul, like, you know, he had four fouls the other night. He had four fouls against USC. That's going to be a concern. But I think Baylor are going to be the ones to rack up fouls tonight, Dave. Baylor are very, Mm. very physical. We'll continue the breakdown on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Martinez in for the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, who will be back uh, tomorrow. Dave's going to step up and in at a 7 o'clock hour, as he always does. Uh, Big Ted Ben Stevens will join us in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll continue to break down the national championship game, sitting at 4.5 right now, total 159.5. And And looking at the player props, as we stated, so guys, Drew Timmy's gone over 21.5 in every game except the first game against Norfolk State, but that game doesn't really count. You know, there were 33, 34 point favorites uh, in, in that game. He didn't have to score, and he didn't play very much. I think he only played 22 minutes. Kispert is 17 and a half uh, tonight. Jalen Suggs is 15 and a half. Jared Butler is 15 and a half. Macy Oteague, 14 and a half, uh, Dane. These props are all pretty accurate. The one, actually, that just sticks out the most to me is Timmy. Just because of the high volume. He plays the entire game. He doesn't really get into foul trouble. Uh, Gonzaga start up. Gonzaga are a paint team, bro. You see, the majority of their their points come from the paint. They will pound it inside until you show you're going to stop it. And teams never are able to stop it, so they keep on doing it. Right. They're also such a great passing team, interior passing game. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So I think they will continue to do that. Like that is where their bread is buttered. So again, I'm with you. I think there's the least amount of kind of variance in Timmy's production. So if you're going to be with one of these props, Timmy would be the guy. You know, when I saw those, I was intrigued. Why do you think maybe there's no prop for Mitchell on the Baylor side? Yeah, right? Like they that. have it for Butler. They have it for Teague, but they don't have it for Mitchell. You know, and that's. They're saying something with that, Gabe. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly don't know what why. it is, but they are saying I something. I don't know why either. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't put like the the, the kid that's actually the first round right? draft pick prop up. Exactly. And you'd have the big three for Gonzaga. You'd have the big three for Baylor. It would just make sense. I just I wonder why they're omitting him. That's all. You are right, though. I do agree with you. It's the one thing, and I brought that up before, Dave, about Gonzaga. I've never seen a team pass as well in the paint as these guys. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, two, yeah. like just basically like a foot away, two feet away. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of times it's too close to try to and pass And, like, the extra someone. pass inside. Yeah. The extra pass It'll be inside, like, even. They'll yeah. fumble it. A lot of teams will fumble. It's like, dude, don't pass it to me. I'm two feet away from you. Right? Like, right. it's it's hard right. to hand ball handle mm-hmm. it, like, handle the ball. But they're so good at it, bro. One guy will be under the basket. You'll mm-hmm. go, no, look, I'm just going to pass it over here to him for the dunk. And they're so unselfish in the paint. And they think so fast. They think so fast. But one thing I like about the Timmy prop compared, as you stated, like with Kispert, Dane, he, Kispert to score, he needs to hit freeze. So you're betting, you're basically right. banking, you're betting on an 18-year-old kid whether he's going to be hot from the three-point line. <laughs> like NBA right. players, it's hit or miss. So at least I know with Timmy, the points are coming from inside, bro. And that's why, you know, I'm thinking about Teague here because I know Teague will be aggressive and take it to the basket. 
No, that, that makes sense. And listen, right now, with your idea of Kispert, right, I've been saying all tournament long, Gabe, I've been on these first half unders, and my kind of narrative yeah. have been different arenas, unfamiliar styles, you know, sphincters get tight in these kind of situations. And so if that's my narrative, we got to keep that going and not wanting a guy like Kispert. I think Suggs, I just don't think there's value there. I think the entire public, especially off the weekend, is on some Suggs, you know, and that may be a little bit inflated. So I agree. Again, Timmy is the way. And then when we talk about the interior passing, the passing of Gonzaga, I'm, I agree. You know, it's like bounce passes inside, in the paint to yep. open men, and they look absolutely great. So, yes, that is the way that I would go. However, I will say this. Out of all these things, Timmy would be the only prop. I don't know if we're going to get this kind of clean ride to 159. You know, like, yes, it's the beautiful game they kind of play, but I don't know if we're going to see it as open because these Baylor kids will play defense. Well, it's funny you say that because I talked about this last night and, man, I've been going back and forth on this day and you talked about it. Even though both first halves went over on Saturday, right? But for the most part in this tournament, in this tournament, first half unders have been money, man. Like, they absolutely crushed it. Absolutely. Crushed it. And this is a national championship game, um, national title game, pressure, two teams that are very evenly matched. Also... Gonzaga got torched defensively on Saturday. You've got to believe in a limited time that Mark Few's talking to his kids. He's like, guys, we need to tighten this up. We can't let people hit mm-hmm. jump shots like this. We can't, you know what I mean? We can't get burnt on pick and rolls like this. So you know they're going to tighten things up a little bit defensively. I think sort of like what you were talking about with baseball, Dana, with, with NHL betting, sort of the end game. I'm hoping personally that it slows down out of the, you know, out of the the, the, the start sure. of the game. They're a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. And then we can get a 152 and a half, a 150 and a okay, half. Okay, and then go over it. Like how and then go how over low it. will it go and then okay. go over? Because mm-hmm. I don't see, like, neither team's going to tap out. They're both freaking explosive, man, offensively. Like, dude, we're talking about a t- one team right. scores 92 points a game in Gonzaga. The other team scores 85 game. Like, Baylor average 85 points a game. No, it's a title game. One thing that shocked me, though, bro, like remember the last title game? There was no tournament last year, so it's easy to forget. But the last NCAA tournament game was Virginia Virginia. and Tech. Two teams that are like defense, want to play in the 50s, they got to 162. Hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, that is possible. Here's the other thing for me with the nerves factor and people say, oh, these are experienced teams, probably best two over the last two years. Right. And that is true. And I know Gonzaga's undefeated. They've done this all before. But Gabe, now, finally, right, they are finally on the precipice. They finally got tested over the weekend. If they're ever going to have nerves, it'll be in the first, you know, four or six minutes tonight. And that may suppress scoring. That may also give you the chance to go the other way, you know, with Baylor getting out early. I wouldn't be surprised if for the first time in a long time, we saw them tighten up a little bit. Gonzaga, they know they just got through by the skin of their teeth, and they are finally here where they may be able to get this undefeated season. I think it may creep in for the first time tonight. You know, they could. It could. We don't know, right? We're always wrong about every damn no. narrative all the time. With these, sure. So we don't sure. know. Sure. But I I actually think it's a benefit what happened to them the other night. They got the scare of their life. They were like left they're for mortal. dead. They hit the shot. They know they're mortal. They, mm-hmm. they realize exactly. They're like, holy crap, was that close? Yet, you'll notice 
they had fun with it. You know what I mean? They weren't like panicked. You know what I mean? They were smiling and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You never got the feeling they were scared in the moment, but I almost think, man, it's almost like a boxer day. They were on the ropes, but they, they survived and they got through it and they started throwing punches back. So I actually like this in a sense, but the thing is we can't underestimate Baylor. Baylor are a damn good basketball team. That's the other thing. Yep. They're big kids. They play defense. Uh, well, big kids, they're the, not, the idea, they don't have like a ton of size, but they're all sort of 6'5", six, 6'4", six, type thing, right? Like they've, you know absolutely. what I mean? And they're all aggressive defense. Interchangeable in the NBA kind of way almost, right? And yeah, I'm with yeah, you on the like, yeah, oh, that woke yeah, them up, yeah. the smelling salts theory. Like, and then if yeah. it was Houston on the other side tonight, they would steamroll them, okay? And I get that, that wake-up call for Gonzaga, point, right? you know? They're not however, they're still, <laughs> however, there is still Baylor on the other side, you know what I mean? So it's more than just that mental wake-up call. There's still dudes that belong to be there on the other side that even Gonzaga knows and will respect. It's crazy that the point spread's four and a half, man. You know what I mean? People were thinking it was going to be five and a half, six and a half, seven and a half. But after Baylor's performance and after After how Gonzaga was on the ropes. But the thing is, guys, and not to take anything away from the Houston Cougars, but as we saw, they were the first team to make the Final Four playing four double-digit seeds, Dave. Right? They just (laughs) didn't have – and that was the first team – Listen, I'm a Syracuse alum, and I was like, they got a free ride to get passed through the Orange. Rutgers should have had them too. It was ridiculous. They had a clean way. Absolutely. They stepped up in class, and it showed. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I took your cues. I took the Orangemen in that game thinking, come on, man. You're getting no. six points? No, no, no. I, I would have told you. I was the one guy who was fading them the whole time. Trust me. Really? When huh? Buddy and JG3 were doing it, that was the anomaly. Uh, Dave Martinez. I had San Diego uh, State. <laughs> Cam Stewart. Uh, we're going to get into some baseball, basketball, hockey, and more. Bring it. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Game time decision continues. Get on the grid. I'm on the grid. So is Dave Martinez. I am Gabriel Morency. We're breaking it down. Dave Sharapan will join us in the 7 o'clock hour. Ben Stevens in the 8 o'clock hour. Let's get to some baseball, uh, Dan. Your New York Yankees hosting uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore outscored. The Red Sox, 18-5 to five, um, over the weekend, swept uh, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, and I was saying earlier, I'm attracted to, to the Orioles here at this big fat price at plus 198. But I also see that the Baltimore Orioles have lost 10 straight games at Yankee Stadium, Dave, as well. That's not really something mm-hmm. I'm looking 
looking forward to getting in front of. <laughs> <laughs> where, nor nor should you. I mean, like, Clayton Torres, I think, has like 20 home runs against them. So, listen, do I think the Yankees are going to win? Yes, you got to hear it, Gabe. Here in New York, they're already getting heat about the offense, right? Gary Sanchez <laughs> home runs, and that's about it. Stanton already getting booed at the stadium. And so here's the thing. You can't overreact yep. too much, right? It's a very limited sample size. It is very early on, you know, so I would defer back to what I would normally think. I think, yes, the Yankees will win this game, but I can't lay 240. So I'm either going to think that the Yankees can win this game and it not get over this nine and a half total that I see if the offense does still stall. I would rather have the under potentially in this game. And then if I get any in-game live opportunities, that's where I'll go. But I can't lay 240, especially it's not even this is not Garrett Cole we're talking about. This is Jordan Montgomery, for goodness sakes. And, you know, speaking of Montgomery, Dane, I don't overreact or underreact sort of, you know, whatever, to, to spring training. Right. But I do when it comes to pitchers. I think if you're a pitcher and you're in good form in spring training, it's going to continue. It goes to show you're just sort of dialed in. And you saw mm-hmm. with, with Montgomery, 3-0 and in the spring training, 0.90 earned run average. He was dialed in. And listen, Lopez is okay. Not great, but he's okay. I'm with you. I think the Yankee, listen. The Yankees probably win, but I don't know if you wait for in-game. I don't think you can lay this big type of price. If I had more money and I was richer, I'd just blindly bet on the Orioles here, and I'm probably going to regret it watching the Orioles are going to score early. I'm going to be like, son of a guy. (laughs) But I'll pass on this. But I can't take the Yankees at this price. No, I, I agree with you. That's why the one thing I'm saying here is the under potentially that I would do pregame at this nine and a half. You said it. Jordy is dialed in. And what I like, you know, you mentioned that he was pitching well in spring training. One of the things I look for, and Gabe, sometimes this is the old fantasy in me coming out, right? But the idea yeah. of did he actually do something mechanically different or add another pitch or something that I can actually point to as some kind of rationale for that instead of like, quote unquote, he's in the best shape of his life. You know what I mean? And so I think that is important and that can kind of add more credibility to some of the numbers you see in spring. But I'm just going to go under. That would be my only play in this game. And that's something I'm looking at, Gabe. Also, I know you've probably heard this back and forth with the idea that the ball, maybe they're deadening the ball, raising the laces, whatever. I'm intrigued to see if these totals are a little too far early on in the season. Nine and a half is is a big number, and I think we can go under it. What do you think of this Cincinnati Reds uh, Pittsburgh Pirates uh, game here? Listen, the the Pirates um, won once uh, against the Cubs, so they're one and two coming into this. The Reds bounced back. Look, they lost the opener. They they mm-hmm. rattled off two wins uh, after. They have uh, Dillion on the hill here this evening. Price is going up, and I think the price is going up uh, justifiably. So, I, I like betting on underdogs or shorter favorites when it comes to baseball, Dane. But I do think the Cincinnati Reds win this baseball game tonight. All right, and listen, I'm not mad at that, right? I, too, would probably lean towards Cincinnati and DeLeon. I also, did you see uh, Castellanos, I think, got two games for flexing on Yadier, you know, and that could also be something. I don't know if you take that into something like your handicap, Gabe, you know? Do they rally together with something like that, you know? Hey, we're ready to fight for each other. You know, kind of testosterone flowing early in the season. Is that something you buy into? But I'm with your larger point. I prefer plus money especially this early in the season and i gotta tell you man the way i am seeing this in game i'm not so sure i know you guys even talk about it you and cam i'm not so sure that 
unless I feel really strongly and likely on a dog, I don't know that I'm going to make a pregame wager as much anymore. But if so, I agree. I would lean to Cincinnati in this game. Uh, this minus 164 was just minus 160. It just keeps steaming up. It was like minus 137 overnight. It's all the way up to 164 right now. You know what? To me, this is a play against the Pirates. Essentially, you know, if I can if I can bet against the Pittsburgh Pirates at a reasonable price and now they're on the road mm-hmm. against the Cincinnati team that's just won two in a row that I think can rack up some wins against a team like Pittsburgh, I'll take the chance. So, all right, let's move into the Mets, the, the Mets 11. Play. What about the uh, the Mets and the Phillies? Big, big price they have here. Not and, they have they not played. They have not played a game yet. And, here's the thing. and we know that they, they never score for DeGrom, Dane, either. That's they don't the score for you DeGrom. You know this. They don't <laughs> score for DeGrom. You know they don't score for DeGrom. I say it all the time. I think you know it well. A few years ago, there was a stretch, I think, of 10 game, 10 DeGrom starts, okay, where DeGrom had an ERA of like 0.77 in those starts, and somehow the Mets went 0-10 in those yeah, games, yeah. to give you the extent to which, right? Like, they do not them, score for DeGrom. But what are you going to do, yeah. right? I mean, so here, I, I, I would – this is where the first five comes into play for me, okay, Gabe? Because I see that idea, the run support, right? But maybe I yeah. back DeGrom and I have such yeah. faith in DeGrom, you know, that I could kind of sneak by with a one nothing first five. I mean, he's one of the few pitchers where I will kind of – maybe try to take the variables and the bullpen out of it and go with the first five. I know sometimes you don't just do that blindly with aces or things like that, but DeGrom in this spot, that might be the way. I'm not going to play 210 for him because of what we said with the run support, but maybe first five might be the way to skin this cat. I'll tell you what, though. It's minus 215, so what are you going to do with that? Oh, the first five is? Yeah, nah, I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. Unless, unless really? Lindor doesn't know yet that they don't score runs for DeGrom, and he goes, yeah, 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 yeah his, what point. will be his Mets debut. <laughs> uh, Cardinals, uh, so we talked uh, Cardinals, Cardinals and, uh, and Marlins. I'm like, how many Dillions are pitching tonight? I was just thinking, I'm like, did I just mix <laughs> up like the pitcher's day? But no, no, I didn't. So we got Ponce de Leon, and we got another Jose de Leon, right? We got two de Leons pitching mm-hmm. tonight. So St. Louis Cardinals yep. with de Leon against the Marlins. Any opinion on this one? Cardinals are uh, underdogs, mm-hmm. plus 100, total eight and a half. They are. Even money, and that did draw my attention. And here's what I'll say. Rodgers from Miami that's going tonight, he is not – one of the true studs of the Marlins. You know what I mean? He's not Alcantara. He's not one, you know, one of these guys that I can back these young electric arms. So I'm intrigued by the Cardinals at plus money. Yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger. Uh, you know, small plays. You just sort of systematically chip away. We've got so a nice start to the baseball season, yeah. season as well. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Um, so what else do we have coming up uh, here that's on the clock? The NBA's at seven. We got. Are you, you going to dance with the NBA tonight? We do have the NBA at seven. So, you know, we got Nets and Knicks, and I'm not LAJ, right? But I am intrigued. I think the Knicks <laughs> do keep. I think the, the Knicks play these guys close. The Knicks play these guys close. They have in their games. I think six is a little too many. Um, so I'm on that Knicks side. What I'm intrigued by, I may even chop it down to like four and a half or something. You can get it at plus four and a half, plus like 120, because I'm really interested, especially with these in-games, getting pregame positions that are plus money already to give me potentially something to play off. But I do think the Knicks would keep it close. I like them. And then we were talking about it before, Gabe. Earlier on, you know, you want to do it, go off the clock, right? I've 
I've been seeing these blowouts recently. Teams are mailing it in, right? So sometimes I even look at these big numbers, okay? Like, I think the Spurs probably can cover this wood with nine and a half, right? Maybe Phoenix can cover the 12, 13, 14, whatever it is. I think that might be a trend I'd be more willing to hang my hat on. Some of these teams that are still playing for something versus some of these teams that are obviously not you know sometimes they can't hang numbers big enough or i'd be willing to believe in the snowball that's happening if the spurs get out big early on if even the kings get out big on minnesota these teams to you know roll over and play dead one of the um bigger disappointments in the league this year although it's it's not you're not going to win it's impossible playing without a home court like the raptors are but dude they've lost 15 of their last 17 games Yet they're favored all the time. Like the odds maker makes them favorites all the time. Yet they're coming off of that what they win by, you know, 118 points than whatever big, it was. Big, like 50 uh, yeah. or something. We saw an in-game live spread of 55 and a half in that game. <laughs> they won 130 to 77. Yeah, 130 there you to go, 53. 53. Yeah, 53-point beatdown. All right. So, yeah. like the Raptors are a strange team, Dan. Like we know they're good. We know they're capable of beating anybody. They can play at anybody. They went on a streak where they were 9-3. and three. They beat the Nets. They beat the Bucs. They beat the Sixers. And then they turn around and they lose 15 to 17 games. And I get it. They're coming off a 53-point uh, beatdown. But what do you think about this game against Washington tonight? And I should note, the Raptors own the Wiz for whatever reason. They've beaten them eight straight times. Listen, you know the Raptors a lot better than I do, Gabe. Here's the here's the analogy I'll make to you. I feel like the Raptors are kind of like a college football team who thought they were going to be in a big-time bowl and then have realized that they're in like yeah. a Christmas week kind of bowl, right? And then you have to start. And then you have to start to doubt the motivation, especially of maybe like with upperclassmen that have been there before and stuff like that, right? I think they know, and I think you even know, like they're not – actually at that contender level, right? So I wonder how they get up for a random Monday night against Washington and when they know ultimately the road ends a lot shorter than it has over the last couple of years. That would be my only concern with the Raptors, but I don't know. You have a better pulse on what they do on a day-to-day basis, but that would be my fear going in here. with Toronto. Well, I'll put it this way. I have a, yeah, I have a pulse. I, I don't trust them. I'll tell you that. Just okay. because they're well, coming off a big win. Yeah, exactly. Not tonight. Right. And you know the Wizards... The Wizards are tired of, to, uh, of losing to these guys all the time. They're listen. They're just they're a schizophrenic team, the Toronto Raptors this year. You can't trust laying points, even though they throttled. Yeah, I wouldn't touch continue them. the conversation on the other side. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty four seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Morency. Kicking it with Dane Martinez. we got a full house. Dave Sharapan's going to step up and in in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll blast the pucks uh, with Dave Ben Stevens. College basketball talk as we lead you in to the national championship game this evening. Uh, but we're just checking in with the baseball that's going off the board uh, right now. So uh, Blue Jays are up uh, 6-1 on, on the Rangers. Great start to the season for the Blue Jays. 3-0 Royals. Uh, on the Indians. We're going to pass on the Baltimore Yankee game, but we did pull the trigger on the St. Louis Cardinals, plus 100. We're taking the Cincinnati Reds, minus 160. And, uh, Dane, I don't understand why this number keeps coming down, man, but last night I liked it at minus 126 on Sports Rage Late Night. I was talking about the overnight lines. The Tampa Bay race. And I know Boston aren't going to lose every game, but at the same point in time, I'm going to sort of just bet against them all the time if I can at a reasonable price. They just lost to Baltimore. Now you got a good Tampa Bay team coming in here. And it's all the way down to minus 110 right now. I don't understand. It's moved 16 cents overnight. No, I don't understand why either. I, listen, you can easily get me to fade Boston anytime you damn well please, Gabe, right? And so I don't buy the pitching matchup. You know, I think these guys are pretty much the same level of starter in Waka and Pavetta. And absolutely, Boston has not been playing well to start the season. They just got boat raced over three games, giving up like 35 runs, I think it was, to the Baltimore Orioles. And I don't necessarily trust this team. This is not, you know, I I was on them under in the 60-game season last year, uh, under in their win total this year. It was starting to unravel the year before that when people were, like, believing that Chris Sale was still a Cy Young candidate, and he obviously was not. You know, they are on the wrong side of the cycle right now, and I still think because they're a public brand, people are slow to buy it. So I think there will be uh, kind of value and efficiency fading the Red Sox. I've seen it in win totals the last few years in a row and i don't think that an 0-3 start is bad enough to like scare the public off so i think there's still value and i'm with you i'll ride on the tampa side so dane i want to get your thoughts uh, on the uh, the sam darnold uh situation i guess listen where it's not shocking yeah in the sense that we knew they were going to draft a quarterback we didn't know how this was going to go down um so sam darnold goes to carolina I find it strange. I don't know. It's a, it's a strange deal from Carolina's perspective in the sense that he's not better than Teddy Bridgewater is, but he is younger, and he's only under contract for another year, right? So I they guess you have Sam Darnold. Carolina already picked up his fifth year option, Gabe. That's another part did, that's right? interesting to me here. Carolina has already said, yeah, at least that's what I heard from you saw from Shefton. Carolina has yes already picked up the fifth year option. Okay, so I think that's important. They're sending a signal that whether he's better than that's Teddy better Two Gloves or not, they're yeah. they going with it. Yeah. Well, Bridgewater's going to be gone now. This means Bridgewater yep. is going to be gone. Yep. And I guess Carolina, yep. I guess Carolina thought, Dane, that they weren't going to get a quarterback at eight. I guess that they came to the conclusion that it wasn't going to happen, right? That, that they were right. all going to be gone by the time that they were drafting. Otherwise, they would have, you know, do they love mm-hmm. Sam Darnold this much, evidently, but. And that's good for Darnold, actually, that he doesn't have to play on a one-year deal, right? Looking right. over his shoulder, wondering, all right, are they going to drop the quarterback and throw right. me under the bus? They're behind and him. And if you're careful, right, yeah. right. So they get their guy here. Interesting move. How do you think? Did Sam? You're a Jet fan, and listen, I'm a Bills fan, yes. so I've seen Sam Darnold's career. Yeah. Did he get a fair chance with the New York Jets? So that's the thing, and right, and I'm gonna, you know. It's going to sound like I'm riding the fence, but no. So the answer to the question you asked me is no. 
he did not get a fair chance, right? He did not get a fair chance given kind of what he had at the skill positions, given what he had at offensive line, given his own health, right? I mean, mono is not something that you can really kind of, you know, call anything other than a freak at injury that but winds up having him, lasting effects. The coaching. I know, but okay, fine. I guess. is Was it on Cam Newton that he got COVID this year? I don't know, right? Like, ah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Okay, but then there's also the coaching, obviously, right? And so I was all about Sam when they drafted him, okay? I am now, however almost happy to see him potentially get a clean slate second act with a coaching staff who may be able to develop him. It's almost like Ryan Tannehill, you know, get away from Adam Gaze and have a good second act. And I think Darnold could do that. I think he's the same kind of Cal. He could do that. But now as a Jets fan, knowing that the new regime, right, with Douglas and Salah, we're going to want to get their own guy, right? So given that, in Joe Douglas, we trust, and I knew they had to move him and say la vie. Now, Zach Wilson better be worth it, right? Because I did think, even in conversations with Carolina, let's say, Gabe, another thing they could have done, right, is decide, nah, we're sticking with Sam I am, right? And traded the two-pick to Carolina, right? An eight plus two, kind of a slap of the eight. All They come all the way to two. They get their quarterback in the draft this year. And then the Jets get one of those like boatload hauls over the next couple of years, run it back with Sam Darnold. At eight, I thought they could have still taken, if not Penny Sewell, then the tackle from Northwestern, right? To build around Sam with a new coaching staff, with a new scheme, with I like Corey Davis and take a shot. And if it works to finally develop him, like I saying, it could be a la Tannehill then great and and you still got the haul and if not guess what Gabe they defecate the mattress and be drafting in the top 10 again next year still with these assets so that's kind of the way I would have done it but I understand that a new regime wants to get their guy and that that may be what pushed them over the top for this I agree with a lot of what you said there as far as Darnold I think he did get a chance it just didn't work out I think it's one of those deals, and it's not. It wasn't all his fault, but some of it was his fault. That's fine. And and I think he did. I think if you're the Jets, you could say, "All right, we're going to move forward." But with that being stated, I would have went the route that you just talked about. I think if you're like, listen, mm. Zach Wilson better be all that. And I don't know, maybe they're going to surprise everybody. Right. It'll be Trey Lance. Rick Saratella will join us tonight. We'll talk about it. But whoever maybe it is, maybe surprise everyone is Trey Lance. It's one of those two. Better be right because right. I think they think they're one of those two are the future stars, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But, like, look what – look. you got to believe that if San Francisco traded all that, they inquired about getting to two, right, because they didn't want to say right. take a chance. You know they would have said, yeah, this is what we're willing to offer. And, and I also bet there's a version of the talk with Carolina. I also bet there's a version of the talks where Carolina where we're not giving them yes. Darnold, but we're giving them the two. I bet there's an alternate – you know, proposal out there. It, we've heard that they've been talking for weeks, right? So you know they had to go door, you know, door one, door two, door three. I would have been well, interested the decisions to see what all would have been if they went the other way. No, I know. I hear you. Absolutely. So now, at this point. So so what's the deal now? So Zach Wilson is the, the Jets starter Zach in week Wilson. one? It's Zach Wilson. You know, I, I, product, I, right? I believe like, so. Listen, you know who the Jets used to have? Teddy Bridgewater as a backup, right? I actually think Teddy. (laughs) I actually think, no, I actually think Teddy might wind up in Denver, if you want to know the truth. I think Teddy could wind up in Denver. I think that's an interesting move. But if you're Denver now, they'll bring someone in. If you are Denver right now, you like that Carolina just did this, takes them out of the quarterback situation at the eight hole. Like you you like, you like. 
you like that they did this, and it's, there's no guarantee that every quarterback's going to get drafted with the first four or five picks in this draft. Not five with Cincinnati, but the first four, right? And then, right. And then again, after Detroit are an outlier, we don't really know what Detroit are going to do. They have Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. He's under contract for two more years, um, you know, but it'll be interesting to see what, what the Lions do. But, yeah, curious your take. But, hey, there's some excitement around the Jets right now. And I'll tell you what, though, there's going to be a lot of pressure on this kid, a lot of pressure yeah. on Zach Wilson. They just handed him the keys to this, uh, to this franchise. Mm-hmm. And if you're Sam Darnold, now you've got Christian McCaffrey. Now you've got skill position yeah. players around you. There's Now oh, there's no excuse for you. Listen, in Carolina, right, with Rule, and, and, and they were building with uh, the, the former that passing coordinator, right, from LSU and the Saints, Joe Brady. I know he's yeah, not Brady, there anymore. Yeah. But they have everything. They have what they need in place to potentially give this kid who does have skill, Gabe. You know, darn, he does have some talent. Whether he got more to blame or less to blame, right, there's something probably left in him. I do think the league still does believe that, you know, Sam Darnold can be a legitimate starting quarterback. And now the Panthers will find out. And he's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got, I think, good weapons on the outside and more and Robbie, right? And he's got an offensive coach that is going to, that has invested in him, has said, you're going to be our guy. Let's, you know, I think that's as good of a shot as Sam Darnold could have wanted, given the situation. Well, my Reds pick is off to a great start. Not uh, we're down to nothing. <laughs> we're down to nothing. Uh, the cold world, Dane. Uh, as far as like the new number now, the Reds are now plus 114. Pirates are minus 142. So the Reds are plus 114 yeah. right now. We got in on the St. Louis Cardinals. They're minus 116 right now. It's still scoreless, but we got them at uh, plus 100. Mm-hmm. Didn't take anything in this Baltimore and uh, Yankee game. Mets and Phillies, we talked about it. The Mets still haven't played a game yet, guys. Uh, this year. So they open up in Philadelphia tonight. They've got Jacob DeGrom on the hill. And we know DeGrom is a stud, guys, but the Mets historically don't score for him. And it's a pattern. And it's been this way for years. Yeah. And you lay a big price. And yeah, the Mets never score. Yet it's the first game of the year. They haven't played yet. It's kind of a unique situation. We have the Rays kicking yeah. it at minus 110 still right now against the Red Sox. Uh, Brewers and Cubs. Uh, Brewers are minus 104, Dane. Cubs minus 112. Williams and Anderson on the hill there. We have the Astros and the Angels on mm-hmm. the West Coast tonight. Los Angeles Dodgers and uh, Oakland. Uh, Dustin May minus 158. Athletics plus 134. What do you think about the night card tonight on the Diamond? Nightcard, listen, I'm about, they're not your father's fathers. I like the excitement in San Diego. They are at home. The San Francisco Giants don't score any runs, in my opinion. I like San Diego. It's a big number. It's minus 150, but I think that is the best bet in the late card. I'm I surprised it's not higher. Real quick. Okay, well, then there you go. So then you're with me on this one. There you go. So let me ask you something. I just thought of something. Let me see if it, if it holds water for you. Mets and Nats haven't played at all yet, right? One thing we know, usually in early season, we see aces versus aces, number twos versus number twos, number threes versus number yeah, threes. Yeah, yeah. We are not going to see that game, not only for the Mets, but for the Nats, right? And the Nats have three horses at the top of their rotation. You know, we're going to see like Strasburg against other teams' number fours the first two times around, that sort of thing. Might that be, uh, like they say here on Sports Grid, part of a winning edge potentially for both of these yeah. teams that are now kind of like staggered in their rotations off what everyone else in the NL would be? I was thinking about that as well, Dane, how it's going to play out moving forward. But who They'll knows get who else is going to get COVID? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. You know, they'll get back on schedule eventually the way they, they, the way they want to, to, to play it out. But it's a good point uh, that you raised. Listen, I'm curious about this Mets team. And, you know, they, the Mets have shown flashes. There's a lot of excitement about this team, but they have to go out there and deliver. They have to get it done. And staying healthy has always been one of their issues, right? Health has always been an issue for yeah. them. Wasn't their fault though? Ever since that. they let Ryan Church fly in a plane with a concussion <laughs> with that with that medical staff, are you kidding me? Come on now. <laughs> you know what's crazy, Dave? In, in the NHL, the Vancouver Canucks, fourteen oh. players, bro. It's like fourteen team, right? players have COVID. Yeah, there's only twenty three players on yeah. a hockey team. Fourteen yeah. of them have COVID, and. Not just have it, bro. Like hospitalization, IVs, and the whole nine yards. I saw, a, I saw a rough shape was the quote I saw. Rough shape was the quote I saw. Yeah, it's like no joke. Like they're not ready to play anytime soon. Like completely throws off this division right now. Right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's like 20 games left this team. So, you know, it's unbelievable this COVID just keeps lingering and causing havoc. And listen, health is the key priority for these guys right now. But very, very serious uh, situation right now for the Vancouver Canucks. So we're, you know, luckily the Washington Nationals, it wasn't that bad, but the Canucks, it's, it's bad, bad, bad. All right, we'll get Dane's best bets on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Game time decision continues. I am Dave Lomorenzi. Dane Martinez in for the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, who will be back tomorrow. And, of course, it's Masters Week uh, this week as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll begin to break down uh, tomorrow on the show. But, Dane, I know you're going to be back um, at 9 o'clock Eastern in-game live. You guys yeah. will be breaking it down uh, in-game live, national championship style. But what do you want to leave us with on the way out here? What are you going to be laying it down on? And what are you doing with the basketball Absolutely. game? Absolutely. Uh, so in the basketball game, earlier on in this tournament, the only way I thought you could get value with Gonzaga, I am already holding uh, Timmy and Suggs as MOP of the tournament at 6-9-1, to one respectively. So because of that, I am taking Baylor with the points here. Kind of on the other side, I like the under in the game right now. I see that 159.5. In basketball, I think the Knicks can hang close with only Kyrie and the Nets. And then I like these kind of blowout, steamrolling, snowballing potential games. I think the Spurs... And the Suns can both cover big numbers against hapless teams that have mailed it in. And, you you know, you talked about it, Dave. The average margin of victory on Saturday was like 23.8 points or something like that. You know, as you Mm -hmm. say, it's tough to take underdogs in this league. And I think players are starting to see the finish line. It's been a very difficult season. It's been an ugly year in the NBA. It hasn't been, you know, the quality Mm -hmm. of play hasn't been good. There's been a million blowouts. 
It's been a million injuries, COVID, players sitting, resting, and everything else. I think this stuff between. is going to continue. I think we're going to yeah, see more exactly. of this in the next couple of months. Yeah. Well, look, I'm a Raptor fan. I want them to lose. They're not winning the title. Like, right <laughs> as it is right now, Bill, they have the seventh pick. Why not get the fourth pick? You know what I mean? Just lose. There you go. Who cares? Who cares? There You're you 18 go. The and 30, guys. Like, a lot of ways. At this point, <laughs> yeah, right? You're, and I think a lot of teams 30. are making business decisions that way. You know, G League dudes coming up. Let's see them. Like I, I bet on the Raptors the other day, day against the Pistons. They lose to the Pistons. Then I don't take them against the Warriors, and they win by fifty three. I'm like, well, you guys are a bunch of jerks. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Like why? But like why one game? Night these things like, snowball too. It can happen in yeah. game too. You can see it more. Oh yeah, teams just roll over. But I, I, I'm pulling the trigger on Drew Timmy. Love it over twenty one and a half points as we stated. He's four and one over twenty one and a half in the tournament. The only game he didn't get there was against Norfolk State. Dane will be back at nine. We'll be back on the other side. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.